I'm speaking with Marta Acosta. She's the author of the Casa Dracula novels. Thank you for joining me, Marta. I'm very happy to be here. I'm a big fan of NPR. Marta, tell us uh, about the creation, the genesis of these uh, Casa Dracula novels. That's a trick question, isn't it? I did it in response to the homogeneity that I saw in a lot of speculative and science fiction. I did it as kind of a to make fun of the conventions that we see and we think about the future. And I, I've written serious things, but I also I love comedy. I love making people laugh. And I think you can connect more with people when you make them laugh and when you entertain them. So I decided to write a comic book with a Latina protagonist who uh, comes across some snobby vampires, and I sort of spoof the conventions of that. One of the things about vampire fiction that's really fun are the rules and the conventions. So tell us how, how the conventions and the limitations of the genre inspired you to do what you do. Well, my vampires believe they have a genetic anomaly. I was thinking a little bit about leprosy and how they were treated during the biblical times and how we deal with leprosy now, which I was surprised that it still exists in a lot of places. But um, I wanted to come up with you know, a condition, a biological condition that wasn't understood. And so these people have a condition. They have a, a genetic um, allergy to sunlight. They have a biological craving for blood. I contacted one of my doctor friends and made him come up with reasons that could be possible excuses. So, But I think most people love the supernatural aspect. I don't like the supernatural aspect. I like an explanation for everything. I think that science can explain everything. And so um, in mine, I tried to get as close to that as I could without actually thinking too hard. Tell us about um, creating characters who are real and resonate with your readers and using the tropes of the vampire fiction to address the things that interest you. That's a hard question. Um, I thought about, for my protagonist, I thought about the young women I know who come to a big city like San Francisco. They are seeking something. They're seeking adventure. They're seeking fun. They're bright. They're flawed. They're deeply flawed. And I um, love P.G. Woodhouse. His characters are always flawed, and their faults are some of the most fun things about them. Their delusions and their wackiness and their cheerfulness and their predisposition to go to parties and have fun and to come up with sort of uh, crazy ideas to solve a problem. So that's that's what I went to, and I, I hope I make people laugh. Now, could you talk about creating a series of novels? I mean, once you undertake to write one novel, it's one thing, <clears throat> but to create uh, characters that you want to have an arc across a series, uh, talk about developing the character for a single novel and also keeping each novel in the series you know, independent enough so somebody can pick it up. That was a challenge. I wrote my first book just as a one-off. I wrote it for a laugh and a lark. And then I had a two-book deal with Simon & Schuster, and I came back with my proposal for the second book, which was about a large clan, a Mexican-American family, and their their complications and their emotional issues. And I told, I presented it to my editor, and she said, that's really nice. Why don't we have another vampire novel? So <laughs> I, I said, you know, you're writing the checks. I'm writing the novel. <laughs> and uh, now I'm on my fourth one. Um, it is a challenge. I'm having my character evolve. So in the first book, she's seeking a family, which she hasn't really had. In the second book, she's seeking you know, love, which she hasn't really had. And 
the third book is I forget what she's seeking, but right now she's just really becoming mature and becoming having a sense of herself as a as an adult and as a woman and um, the ugly responsibilities that come with that. She it's not all a party, but there are a lot of parties. Tell us about using the tropes of supernatural fiction to address, you know, matters for people of color. I, I, how do you do this consciously, or does it just come out in your work? Well, the reason I came up with vampires in the first place was the idea of other. You know, she was other, and vampires were the status quo. They they were. Uh, European, they were rich, they were this and that, they were what we dream about, right? This is the ideal, but she wasn't that ideal. So she had to sort of deal with their snobbery. Um, At the same time, she realizes that there is a common humanity, I mean, because they're supposed to be humans, that they also feel like other in society, that we all feel like other in society. So that's how I came up with that. it's a really fine line when I'm walking this because I want to appeal to my Latino fans, but I also want to reach out to other people to make them understand, to make them empathize, especially in this time where there's so much xenophobia. I don't want to scare them away. I don't want to, um, to write a diatribe. I want to write something entertaining that makes them think. Could you talk about you know your books in the marketplace? How much does the marketplace on your mind when you're writing? Communication is always on my mind when I'm writing. I'm not writing for myself. I'm not writing a journal that I can just be very self-indulgent and, uh, you know, today all I'm going to do is haikus. Yeah, today all I'm going to do is poems and iambic pentameter. I'm writing to communicate to other people and one of my great joys is making other people connect with my my characters connect with the ideas and also to laugh i mean it's just wonderful when i when i get uh people telling me i was laughing out loud on the bus or i was laughing out loud on the metro or my husband said what the hell are you laughing about to me that's something that's important because i think with all the grimness in the world we also need joy it's a, it's really critical to our mental sanity and so i take comedy very seriously yeah I've been speaking with Marta. Thank you for joining me, Marta. Thank you very much for having me.